0: All for Love, or The World Well Lost, a tragedy by John Dryden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dramatis Personae
1: Mark Antony, read by Thomas Peter,
2: Ventidius, read by Peter Tucker, Dolabella, read by Phil Schempf,
3: Alexis. Read by Daphne Maw.
4: Serapion. Read by Alan Mapstone.
1: Myris. Read by Chuck Williamson.
4: Gentleman One. Read by Mike Harris. Gentleman Two. Read by Todd.
3: Cleopatra. Read by Beth Thomas. Octavia. Read by Sonia. Charmion, Read by Lyanna. Iris. Read by Kay Hand.
4: Agrippina, read by Zoe Spilius. Antonia, read by Genevieve Lenny.
0: And narrated by Rob Board. Prologue What flocks of critics hover here today, As vultures wait on armies for their prey, All gaping for the carcass of a play? With croaking notes they bode some dire event, and follow dying poets by the scent ours gives himself for gone you've watched your time he fights this day unarmed without his rhyme and brings a tale which often has been told as sad as dido's and almost as old his hero whom you wits his bully call baits of his mettle and scarce rants at all he's somewhat lewd but a well-meaning mind weeps much fights little but is wondrous kind in short a pattern and companion fit for all the keeping tonies of the pit i could name more a wife and mistress too both to be plain too good for most of you the wife well-natured and the mistress true now poets if your fame has been his care allow him all the candour you can spare a brave man scorns to quarrel once a day like hector's in at every petty fray let those find fault whose wits so very small they have need to show that they can think at all errors like straws upon the surface flow he who would search for pearls must dive below fops may have leave to level all they can as pygmies would be glad to lop a man Half-wits of fleas so little and so light we scarce could know they live but that they bite but as the rich when tired with daily feasts for change become their next poor tenants guests drink hearty draughts of ale from plain brown bowls and snatch the homely rasher from the coals so you retiring from much better cheer for once may venture to do penance here and since that plenteous autumn now is past, Whose grapes and peaches have indulged your taste, Take in good part from our poor poet's board Such rivalled fruits as winter can afford. Scene Alexandria Act I. The Temple of Isis Enter Serapion, Miris, Priests of Isis
4: portents and prodigies have grown so frequent that they have lost their name our fruitful nile flowed ere the wonted season with a torrent so unexpected and so wondrous fierce that the wild deluge o'ertook the haste even of the hinds that watched it men and beasts were born above the tops of trees that grew on the utmost margin of the watermark then with so swift an ebb the flood drove backward it slipped from underneath the scaly herd here monstrous foci panted on the shore forsaken dolphins there with their broad tails lay lashing the departing waves hard by them Seahorses floundering in the slimy mud Tossed up their heads And dashed the ooze about them.
0: Enter Alexis behind them. Avert these omens, heaven! Last
4: night, between the hours of twelve and one, In a lone aisle of the temple while I walked, A whirlwind rose that with a violent blast Shook all the dome. The doors around me clapped the iron wicket that defends the vault where the long race of Ptolemies is laid burst open and disclosed the mighty dead. From out each monument in order placed an armed ghost starts up. The boy king last reared his inglorious head. A peal of groans then followed, and a lamentable voice cried, Egypt is no more! My blood ran back, my shaking knees against each other not. On the cold pavement down I fell entranced, and so unfinished left the horrid scene. Alexis showing himself.
3: And uh, dreamed you this, or did invent the story, to frighten our Egyptian boys withal, and train them up betimes in fear of priesthood?
4: My lord, I saw you not nor meant my words should reach your ears. But what I uttered was most true. A foolish
3: dream, bred from the fumes of indigested feasts and holy luxury.
4: I know my duty. This goes no further.
3: Tis not fit it should, nor would the times now bear it were it true all southern from yon hills the roman camp hung sore as black and threatening like a storm just breaking on our heads
4: our faint egyptians pray for antony but in their servile hearts they own octavius
1: why then does antony dream out his hours and tempts not fortune for a noble day which might redeem
4: what actium lost
3: he thinks tis past recovery Yet the foe seems not to press the siege. Oh, there's the wonder. My Kines and Agrippa, who can most with Caesar, are his foes. His wife Octavia, driven from his house, solicits her revenge. And Dolabella, who was once his friend, upon some private grounds now seeks his ruin. Yet still war seems on either side to sleep.
4: Tis strange that Antony, for some days past, has not beheld the face of Cleopatra. But here in Isis' temple lives retired, and makes his heart a prey to black
3: despair. Tis true, and we must fear he hopes by absence to cure his mind of love.
4: If he be vanquished, or make his peace, Egypt is doomed to be a Roman province and our plenteous harvests must then redeem the scarceness of their soil while antony stood firm our alexandria rivalled proud rome dominion's other seat and fortune striding like a vast colossus could fix an equal foot of empire here
3: had i my wist these tyrants of all nature who lorded o'er mankind would paris paris eats by the other's sword, but since our will is lamely followed by our power, we must depend on one, with him to rise or fall.
4: How stands the queen affected?
3: Oh, said doeds, see doeds Serapion on this vanquished man, and wins herself about his mighty ruins, whom would she yet forsake, yet yield him up, this hunted prey to his pursuers' hands, she might preserve us all. But tis in vain. This changes my designs, this plasps my counsels, and makes me use all means to keep him here, whom I could wish divided from her arms, far as the earth-deep centre. Well, you know the state of things. No more of your ill-omens and black prognostics. Labour to confirm the people's hearts.
0: Enter Ventidius, talking aside with a
4: gentleman of Antony's. These Romans will o'erhear us. But who's that stranger? By his warlike port, his fierce demeanor and erected look, he's of no vulgar note.
3: O, oh, Ventidius, our emperor's great lieutenant in the East, who first so drum that Parthia would be conquered, when antony returned from syria last he left this man to guard the roman frontiers
4: you seem to know him well
3: too well i saw him at Sicilia first when cleopatra there met antony a mortal foe was to us and egypt but let me witness to the worth i hate a braver roman never drew a sword firm to his prince but as a friend not slave he ne'er was of his pleasures but presides o'er all his cooler hours and morning counsels, in sort the plainness, fierceness, ragged virtue of an old true stamp robin lives in him. His coming bodes I know not what of ill to our affairs. Withdraw to mark him better, and I'll acquaint you why I sought you here, and what's our present work.
0: They withdraw to a corner of the stage, and Ventidius, with the other, comes forward to the front
2: not see him say you i say i must and will
4: he has commanded on pain of death none should approach his presence
2: i bring him news that will raise his drooping spirits give him new life
4: he sees not cleopatra
2: would he had never seen her
4: he eats not drinks not sleeps not has no use of anything but thought or if he talks, 'tis to himself, and then 'tis perfect raving. Then he defies the world and bids it pass. Sometimes he gnaws his lips, and curses loud the boy Octavius. Then he draws his mouth into a scornful smile, And cries, Take all, the world's not worth my care
2: Just Just his nature Virtue's his path, but sometimes 'tis too narrow for his vast soul and then he starts out wide and bounds into a vice that bears him far from his first course and plunges him in ills but when his danger makes him find his faults quick to observe and full of sharp remorse he censures eagerly his own misdeeds judging himself with malice to himself and not forgiving what as man he did because his other parts are more than man he must not thus be lost
0: alexis and
3: the priests come forward you have your full instructions now advance proclaim your orders loudly romans
4: egyptians hear the queen's command thus cleopatra bids let labor cease to pomp and triumphs give this happy day that gave the world a lord tis antony's live antony and cleopatra live be this the general voice sent up to heaven and every public place repeat this echo
0: Ventidius, aside
2: fine pageantry
4: set out before your doors the images of all your sleeping fathers with laurels crowned with laurels wreathe your posts and strew with flowers the pavement let the priests do present sacrifice pour out the wine and call the gods to join with you in gladness
2: curse on the tongue that bids this general joy can they be friends of antony who revel when antony's in danger hide for shame you romans your great-grandsire's images for fear their souls should animate their marbles to blush at their degenerate progeny
3: a love which knows no bounds to Antony would mark the day with honors when all heaven labored for him when its propitious star stood wakeful in his orb towards that hour and said his better influence her own birthday our queen neglected like a vulgar fate that passed obscurely by
2: would it had slept divided far from his till some remote and future age had called it out to ruin some other prince not him
3: your emperor, though grown unkind would be more gentle than to abrade my queen for loving him too well does the mute sacrifice
2: upbraid the priest he knows him not his executioner oh she has decked his ruin with her love led him in golden bands to gaudy slaughter and made perdition pleasing she has left him the blank of what he was i tell thee eunuch she has quite unmanned him can any roman see and know him now thus altered from the lord of half-mankind unbent unsinewed made a woman's toy shrunk from the vast extent of all his honours and cramped within a corner of the world o oh, antony thou bravest soldier and thou best of friends bounteous as nature next to nature's god couldst thou but make new worlds so wouldst thou give them as bounty were thy being rough in battle as the first romans when they went to war yet after victory more pitiful than all their praying virgins left at home
3: would you could add to those sign in virtues his truth to her who loves him would
2: i could not but wherefore waste i precious hours with thee thou art her darling mischief her chief engine antonys other fate go tell thy queen ventidius is arrived to end her charms let your egyptian timbrels play alone nor mix effeminate sounds with roman trumpets you dare not fight for antony go pray and keep your coward's holiday in temples alexus
0: serapion re-enter the gentleman of mark antony
2: the emperor approaches and commands on pain of death that none presume to stay
0: I dare not disobey him. Going out with the other.
2: Well, I dare, but I'll observe him first unseen and find which way his humour drives. The rest I'll venture.
0: Withdraws. Enter Antony, walking with a disturbed motion before he speaks.
1: They tell me tis my birthday, and I'll keep it with double pomp of sadness. Tis what the day deserves, which gave me breath. Why was I raised the meteor of the world, hung in the skies, and blazing as I travelled till all my fires were spent, and then cast downward to be trod out by Caesar?
0: Ventidius aside,
2: On my soul, tis mournful, wondrous mournful.
1: Count thy gains. Now, Antony, wouldst thou be born for this? Glutton of fortune. Thy devouring youth has starved thy wanting age.
0: Ventidius aside,
2: how sorrow shakes him. So now the tempest tears him up by the roots, and on the ground extends the noble ruin.
0: Antony having thrown himself down,
2: Lie there, thou shadow of an emperor. The place thou pressest on thy mother earth is all thy empire now. Now it contains thee. Some few days hence, and then 'twill be too large, when thou'rt contracted in thy narrow and shrunk to a few ashes. Then Octavia, for Cleopatra will not live to see it. Octavia then will have thee all her own, and bear thee in her widowed hand to Caesar. Caesar will weep; the crocodile will weep to see his rival of the universe lie still and peaceful there. Oh, think no more
1: Give me some music, look that it be sad. I'll soothe my melancholy till I swell and burst myself with sighing. Soft music, tis somewhat to my humor. Stay, I fancy. I'm now turned wild, a common of nature, of all forsaken and forsaking all. Live in a shady forest, sylvan scene, stretched at my length beneath some blasted oak. I lean my head upon the mossy bark and look just of a piece as i grew from it my uncombed locks matted like mistletoe hang o'er my hoary face a murmuring brook runs at my foot
2: methinks i fancy myself there too
1: the herd come jumping by me and fearless quench their thirst while i look on and take me for their fellow citizen more of this image more it loves my
0: thoughts. Soft music again.
2: I must disturb him. I can hold no longer.
0: Stands before him. Antony starting up. Art
2: thou Ventitius Are you Antony? I'm liker what I was than you to him I left you last. I'm angry. So am I.
1: I will be private.
2: Leave me. Sir? I love you. And therefore will not leave you. Will not leave me? Where have you learnt that
1: answer? Who am I?
2: My emperor, the man I love next heaven. If I said more, I think twas scare a sin. You're all that's good and godlike. Oh that's wretched. You will not leave me then. Twas too presuming to say I would not, but I dare not leave you. And tis unkind in you to chide me hence so soon, when I so far have come to see you.
1: Now thou hast seen me, art thou satisfied? For if a friend thou hast beheld enough, and of a foe too much.
2: Look, Emperor, this is no common dew. Ventidius, weeping, I have not wept this forty years but now my mother comes afresh into my eyes i cannot help her softness
1: by heavens he weeps poor good old man he weeps the big round drops course one another down the furrows of his cheeks stop them ventidious or i shall blush to death they set my shame that cause them fall before me
2: i'll do my best
1: sure there's contagion in the tears of friends see i have caught it too believe me tis not for my own griefs but thine nay father emperor emperor why that's the style of victory the conquering soldier red with unfelt wounds salutes his general so. but never more shall that sound reach my ears i
2: warrant you Actium, actium it's too near you
1: here here it lies a lump of lead by day and in my short distracted nightly slumbers the hag that rides my dreams
2: out with it give it vent
1: urge not my shame i lost a battle
2: so has julius done
1: thou favor'st me and speak'st not half thou think'st for julius fought it out and lost it fairly but antony
2: nay stop not
1: antony well thou wilt have it like a coward fled fled while his soldiers fought fled first ventidius thou long'st to curse me and i give thee leave i know thou cam'st prepared to rail i did i'll help thee i have been a man ventidius yes and a brave one but i know thy meaning but i have lost my reason have disgraced the name of soldier with inglorious ease in the full vintage of my flowing honours sat still and sought pressed by other hands fortune came smiling to my youth and wooed it and purple greatness met my ripened years when first I came to empire, I was born on tides of people, crowding to my triumphs, the wish of nations, and the willing world received me as its pledge of future peace. I was so great, so happy, so beloved, fate could not ruin me, till I took pains and worked against my fortune, her from me, and returned to loose. Yet still she came again, my careless days and my luxurious night. At length have wearied her and now she's gone 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 divorced forever help me soldier to curse this madman this industrious fool who laboured to be wretched
2: pretty curse me no why you're too sensible already of what you've done too conscious of your failings and like a scorpion whipped by others first to fury, sting yourself in mad revenge. I would bring balm and pour it in your wounds, cure your distempered mind, and heal your fortunes. I know thou wouldst. I will
1: Ha <laughs> You laugh? I do, to see officious love, give cordials to the dead.
2: You would be lost then? I am. I say you are not. Try your fortune. I have, to the utmost.
1: Dost thou think me desperate without just cause? No. When I found all lost beyond repair, I hid me from the world, and learned to scorn it here. But now I do so, heartily. I think it is not worth the cost of keeping.
2: Caesar thinks not so. He'll thank you for the gift he could not take. You would be killed like Tully, would you? Do hold out your throat to Caesar and die tamely. No,
1: I can kill myself and so resolve.
2: I can die with you too when time shall serve. But fortune calls upon us now to live, to fight, to conquer.
1: Sure thou dream'st Ventilius?
2: No, tis you dream. You sleep away your hours in desperate sloth, miscalled philosophy. Up, up, for honour's sake Twelve legions wait you and long to call you chief. By painful journeys I led them, patient both of heat and hunger, down from the Parthian marches to the Nile. Twill do you good to see their sunburnt faces, their scarred cheeks and chopped hands, there's virtue in them. They'll sell those mangled limbs at dearer rates than yon trim bands can buy. Where left you them? I said, in lower Syria. Bring them hither. There may be life in these.
1: They will not come. Why didst thou mock my hopes with promised aids to double my despair? They are mutinous. Most
2: firm and loyal. Yet they will not march to succour me. O oh, trifler! they petition you would make haste to head them i'm besieged there's but one way shut up how came i hither i will not stir they would perhaps desire a better
1: reason i have never used my soldiers to demand a reason of my actions why did they refuse to march
2: they said they would not fight for cleopatra what was they said they said they would not fight for cleopatra why should they fight indeed to make her conquer and make you more a slave to gain you kingdoms which for a kiss at your next midnight feast you'll sell to her then she new names her jewels and calls this diamond such or such a tax each pendant in her ear shall be a province
1: ventidius i allow your tongue free license on all my other faults but on your life no word of cleopatra she deserves more worlds than i can lose
2: behold you powers to whom you have entrusted humankind see europe africa asia put in balance and all weighed down by one light worthless woman i think the gods are antonys and give like prodigals this nether world away to none but wasteful hands you grow presumptuous I take the privilege of plain love to speak. Plain love,
1: plain arrogance, plain insolence. Thy men are cowards, thou an envious traitor, who, under seeming honesty, hast vented the burden of thy rank, overflowing Gaul. Oh, that thou wert my equal, great in arms as the first Caesar was, that I might kill thee without a stain to honour.
2: You may kill me. You have done more already called me traitor art thou not one for showing you yourself which none else durst have done but had i been that name which i disdain to speak again i needed not have sought your abject fortunes come to partake your fate to die with you what hindered me to have led my conquering eagles to fill octavius's bands i could have been a traitor then a glorious, happy traitor, and not have been so called. Forgive me, so sir. I have been too passionate. You thought me false. Thought my old age betrayed you. Kill me, sir. Pray, kill me. Yet you need not. Your unkindness has left your sword no work. I did not think so. I said it in my rage.
1: Prithee, forgive me. Why didst thou tempt my anger by discovery of what I would not
2: hear? No prince but you could merit that sincerity I used, nor durst another man have ventured it. But you, ere love misled your wandering eyes, were sure the chief and best of human race, framed in the very pride and boast of nature. So perfect that the gods who formed you wondered at their own skill and cried, A lucky hit has mended our design their envy hindered else you had been immortal and a pattern when heaven would work for ostentation's sake to copy out again
1: but cleopatra go on for i can bear it now no more thou darest not trust my passion but thou mayst thou only lovest the rest have flattened me
2: heaven's blessing on your heart for that kind word may i believe you love me speak again
1: indeed i do Speak this, and this, and this. Hugging him. Thy praises were unjust, but I'll deserve them, and yet mend all. Do with me what thou wilt. Lead me to victory. Thou know'st the way. And will you leave this? Prithee, do not curse her, and I will leave her. Though heaven knows I love beyond life, conquest, empire, all but honour. But I will leave her, that's my royal master and shall we fight i warrant thee old soldier thou shalt behold me once again in iron and at the head of our old troops that beat the parthians cry aloud come follow me
2: oh now i hear my emperor in that word octavius fell gods let me see that day and if i have ten years behind take all i'll thank you for the exchange oh, Cleopatra.
1: Again? I've done. In that last sigh she went. Caesar shall know what is to force the lover from all he holds most dear.
2: Methinks you breathe another soul. Your looks are more divine. You speak a hero and you move a god. Oh, thou hast fired me.
1: My soul's up in arms and man's each part about me. Once again that noble eagerness of fight has seized me. That eagerness with which I darted upward to Cassius's camp in vain the steepy hill opposed my way in vain a war of spears sung round my head and planted on my shield i won the trenches while my foremost men lagged on the plain below ye gods
2: ye gods for such another honour
1: come on my soldier our hearts and arms are still the same i long once more to meet our foes that thou and i like time and death marching before our troops may taste fate to them Mow them out a passage, and, entering where the former squadrons yield, begin the noble harvest of the
0: field. End of Act 1